my dad, C.W. Allen, and I were doing business as the Allen Financial Group in San Rafael, California. One early morning on a crisp winter day, we were greeted, searched, and detained by 14 U.S. Treasury Department agents wearing flak jackets and guns. For the next six hours, we watched these agents haul everything we owned out the door, and never once did they give us any explanation as to why. It became clear that they were there to shut our business down. This unbelievable and totally unexpected experience left us stunned, shocked, and very angry with the U.S. government. In fact, we were never charged with anything and never heard from the Treasury Department until about seven years later when someone contacted us to see if we wanted our files and equipment back. This is one example of the government abuse that goes on every single day in our country and why it's so dangerous to grant too much power to government authorities and how concentrated government power eventually affects even the most innocent law-abiding citizens. I learned that it's a fallacy to think that you are innocent until proven guilty because for the feds, it's the other way around. After this short break, I'm going to introduce you to Howard Root, the author of Cardiac Arrest, Five Heart-Stopping Years as a CEO on the Fed's Hit List, which documents his five-year legal battle against the false criminal charges that threatened to destroy his company and send him to prison, and how he stood up to the Fed's attack and won. We'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in the Internet of Things. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 80000 Register online or 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in cybersecurity. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 90000 Register for your scholarship online or call 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. Howard Root started his career as a corporate lawyer, but soon turned into an entrepreneur and never looked back. He founded the Minnesota medical device company Vascular Solutions in 1997 and continued to run it for 20 years, inventing and launching over 100 new cardiovascular devices and creating over 650 U.S. jobs along the way. In February 2017, Howard sold Vascular Solutions to Teleflex for $1 billion. He is the author of Cardiac Arrest, Five Heart-Stopping Years as a CEO on the Fed's Hit List. Welcome, Howard. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Sherry. Thank you for inviting me on your show. So as you can see, I had a very bizarre experience, as you had a very bizarre experience. Mine was with the U.S. Treasury, IRS, basically. Yours was with the Department of Justice. So let's uh, set the 
Set the tone and tell us how your company got caught in the crosshairs of the federal government. Yeah, it's something that until you go through something like this, like you have and I have, you just don't believe it could happen in America because you're a nice law-abiding citizen going about your own you know, way and you're always trained that the U.S. government is going to be there, maybe not to help you, but at least not to punish you until you've done something wrong. And what you and I have both learned is that the government can punish you even if you've done absolutely nothing wrong. In my case, I was just minding my own business, running my medical device company here in Minnesota, when all of a sudden, one day, I got a subpoena. And the subpoena didn't come from just someone investigating facts. It came from the U.S. attorney down in San Antonio, which I'd never been to, investigating federal health care offenses committed by me and my company. It was the first word I heard about anything, any issues at all, and they're requesting all of my documents. Well, I gave them all the documents, and I started looking into what, what, what this was all about. It, at the time, we had over 100 medical devices on the market. The investigation was around one of those medical devices, just one version of one of those medical devices. Something made up 0.1% of our sales had been FDA cleared eight separate times and had never harmed a single patient. And what the government was investigating was a disgruntled former sales employee who made up a fable that we were engaged in off-label criminal promotion of this medical device. And he did that, the disgruntled employee did that, because under the federal statute, he can recover 25% of whatever money the government can shake out of you. So instead of the government just asking me questions about it, they started a full-fledged criminal investigation that led on for five years, would never turn back, never understood the error of the ways, until we got down to a trial in San Antonio. I was in San Antonio in February of 2016 for four weeks, sitting in the courtroom, listening to the government's witnesses fall apart their entire case. And at the end, even the government's witnesses admitted that we had done nothing wrong, that everything was just a, a lark, an investigation that went down the wrong path and never turned back. And at the end, even without us calling a single witness to testify on our behalf, the jury said we were not guilty on all accounts. On top of that, one juror emailed me right after the verdict saying that what the government did to me, my company, and my employees was nothing short of criminal. They were trying to put me in prison for something that wasn't even a crime. Even their own expert admitted it was not a crime. It wasn't even anything that was done wrong, but they would never turn back because 99% of Americans cannot stand up to the federal government. It took me 120 lawyers on my legal team spending over $25 million to fight the federal government and that's what it takes in order to fight a federal government and a U.S. attorney office that wants to put you in prison. I'm one of the fortunate few, and that's why I wrote my book, Cardiac Arrest, because I think more people need to realize this can happen to anyone in America. Anyone can be accused of a crime any single day. You need to be prepared for that, but more importantly, we need to try to stop that. We need to try to stop what's going on in the Department of Justice so that prosecutors, without any recourse, can go after and destroy any American. That's my cause now that I sold my company. Well, and like you said, the cost. When, you know, that happened to my dad and I, I mean, we were looking at, you know, a million dollars. And yet the weird thing, is, we never heard from any, we wouldn't even know who to go after. That's what was so bizarre. And yet, you know, it isn't just the Department of Justice. It's immigration. It's um, uh, tobacco and firearms. It's any one of these organizations under the guise of the federal government that just show up and totally destroy companies, yet we know this has been going on for decades. 
How come it's not stopping? How come we can't change this outcome? Right. I mean, it's a great question. You keep struggling with it. And I thought the same thing. As you're going through it, you think there's got to be someone who can stop it. But the problem is we've weaponized the federal government. We've got a number of agencies. You mentioned the IRS, the FDA, the EPA. There's so many of them. And they get tied into the DOJ. So it's not the Department of Justice starting it. It's some agency along with the Department of Justice that takes a multitude of regulations and tries to destroy someone. Well, why won't anyone step up? The answer is because anyone who steps up is the one who's going to get destroyed. Even political people, even senators have gotten destroyed by the Department of Justice. Anyone who goes against this system is the first target they're going to go after. I know because since I won and wrote my book, I've actually been blacklisted from speaking at legal conferences because the Department of Justice will not participate in any conference where I'm on the agenda. They don't want to listen to anyone explain this problem. They shut it down, and if you talk too loud, they will actually go after you. I know that sounds paranoid, but it's the truth, is that the Department of Justice is interested in making victims out of everyday average Americans just to promote their own career and their own vision of what justice is. And tied up with the IRS, tied up with the EPA, it's going on day to day across this country. Absolutely. My dad was audited by the IRS for every single year after that incident. And so it was. I haven't had my first audit yet, but I think I'm probably about ready to get one here. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. It it becomes harassment. (laughs) Yeah. So the fact that you're out now talking to people, making this known, I mean, there, like you say, there's a lot of us out there where we've had these very bizarre experiences, and it was so unbelievable. When you're in that moment and you've got people that are standing there literally with a gun on you going, you can't get out of that chair, it's, you think, my God, how could terrorism be any worse than this, right? You know, it's it's internal. It's strange. You're absolutely right. I, yeah. had, I had one investor who I gave this story to, and I asked him, you know, have you seen this before? He said, yeah, I've seen this before because I was born in Latin America. <laughs> That's the closest thing we believe in America. I'll give the, the listeners need to have a, one really important piece of advice. It's a, an important piece of advice that I wouldn't even accept myself. I, I I'm trained as a lawyer, so I kind of knew a little bit about what was going on when they hit me with this stuff. But still, I would have fallen into the worst mistake you can make if this happens to you. If an investigator shows up at your office or at your home or starts asking for records, the number one thing you never do is you do not speak. You do not speak to the investigator. You don't give them any information. You don't try to talk your way out of it. You talk to your lawyer. If they ask you questions, you insist you need to speak to your lawyer. Nobody should talk to investigators if they come to investigate the crime because they are going to make you a criminal through perjury charges easier. That's even easier to do than prosecuting you for something that you did. So I think you felt the same way I did. It's almost sheer terror. And you've got to have one thing in your mind, which is don't try to talk your way out of it. It won't do you any good. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, in those moments, it's so unexpected. And what's even weirder to me was, you know, they had to be planning this, right? So just like you, we never received a piece of paper, a notice, uh, anything that said, hey, we suspect or whatever. And the fact that we were never charged for anything, again, you're like, what was that all about, right? So that's what I found so unnerving. 
you know, if if you felt like you that there was some kind of wrongdoing, there should have been a, a notice, a certified letter, a phone call, something. But it doesn't happen that way. You know, it never happens that way. You're absolutely right. And it's one of those weird feelings like if they're the Department of Justice, what's the easiest way to get to the truth? Why don't we just call up this person and ask them to explain their side, right? That would be the normal way to do it. They don't do it that way. They spend all their time building their case before they get in the information. They assume that you are guilty of something, and now they're going to build their case. They're not investigating. They're prosecuting. And it's not just the Department of Justice. It can be, as your case, the IRS. It can be the EPA. So that's why you don't talk to them, because all they're going to do is try to twist your words into another charge. But it's also absurd to me that someone at the government who's investigating something that happened would not start with a fact-finding investigation. They never do. Just We just have to get it out of our heads until we change the system. It's going to continue to be this case where they just go after you from day one on a criminal charge, not even an investigation. Yes. Howard, we have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up talking to Howard Root, who is the author of Cardiac Arrest, Five Heart-Stopping Years as a CEO on the Fed's Hit List. We'll be right back. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in cybersecurity. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 90000 Register for your scholarship online or call 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. Join Inc. Northern Nevada's Workforce Development Solution is auctioning off an amazing winter ski package for a heavenly ski resort. This package includes lift tickets, restaurant gift cards, and much more. When you bid on this fabulous Heavenly Ski package, you are supporting Join Inc., a key partner in workforce development, which is one of the best investments you can make to boost the Northern Nevada economy. Go to join.org to start bidding today. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today or visit renotechnology.academy. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, having a very enlightening conversation with Howard Root, the author of Cardiac Arrest, Five Heart-Stopping Years as a CEO on the Fed's Hit List. So, Howard, yes, you spent five years of your life dealing with the Department of Justice, trying to prove that you did nothing wrong, and you are in that 1% of people who actually fight against the federal government and win. So how did that make you feel? Well, it made me feel like the most fortunate criminal defendant in America. Um, you know, since I wrote my book, I do get calls from people who are going through the same process. And when I start explaining to me what they're going through, I have to ask them a question that just absolutely makes me sick. I have to ask them how much money they have. 
because if you only have a couple thousand dollars or even one hundred thousand dollars you can't fight the federal government if you don't have a million dollars it's hard to put together anything close to a legitimate legal defense and how few people have that you know on top of that i had a legal training so i knew what the lawyers were doing i could hire the lawyers i could get the team i could manage them i had a board of directors that stood behind me at a stand family that stood with me i had employees that that suffered the same outrageous harassment that that i received and all of us stood together and fought but that is such a rare case i would put it at probably one in ten thousand defendants have those that combination of advantages and the others basically get rolled by the government i mean ninety seven percent of criminal defendants plead guilty even if they didn't do anything wrong because they can't afford to fight and you know we see that now today in what's going on in the department of justice these people pulled into the trump investigation who are just destroyed because they don't have the money to put on a defense and so they have to cooperate and plead guilty to something and they're destroyed but it's better than going to prison and being financially destroyed as well as being in prison when they can't afford to fight so i'm a fortunate one there's so many unfortunate ones and that's why i think we need to make it a cause to try to change what's going on because as you know so few people understand what can happen if someone in the federal government doesn't like you Absolutely. And, you know, it should be kind of a heads up for America because we are, through the media, watching all these investigations, all kinds of strange stuff is going on. And yet nobody's sitting here going, how come the Department of Justice isn't being held in check? Right. And that's kind of your big message. So, Howard, watching what's going on in America right now with the Department of Justice and all the issues, you know, the Trump administration is getting uh, investigated for, which makes no sense to most of us. And so at what point, how and when do you feel like America is going to step up and go, look, enough is enough? What do you say to that? Yeah, well, we have to go so far to even start to hold prosecutors responsible for what they do. I mean, in my case, we brought a motion to get misconduct allegations started against the prosecutors who had done things so horribly they'd actually read grand jury transcripts from one witness to another and told them they have to change their testimony to match what the other witness said. Now, that to me would be criminal obstruction of justice, but the prosecutor has absolute immunity. They can commit illegal acts. They can lie to the witness, they can do anything and get away with it with no repercussions. And when we brought an, uh, a request for prosecutorial misconduct investigation, DOJ summarily dismissed it. They're not interested in investigating that. So the first thing that would have to happen is enough people have to be aware of what's going on in order for us to push for some changes within the prosecutors and within these law enforcement, quasi-law enforcement government agencies like the IRS and push back against that. Unfortunately, we're a long way away from that. I mean, I don't see a groundswell of, of congressional support for trying to investigate DOJ in this environment. But you look at the news every single day, there's another example of a witness who's gotten rolled by the prosecutor, whether they've been accused of perjury, whether they've been accused of, of, of obstruction of justice, or whatever it is, the prosecutor will destroy the witness in order to get the testimony that they want. That's not justice. That's really the opposite of justice, but that's going on way too often, and it needs to be aware, and then hopefully we can start to try to change it. Well, and I think a good starting point, if people are interested, is to pick up your book, Cardiac Arrest, Five Heart-Stopping Years as a CEO on the Fed's Hit List. 
Now, is this the whole story? Is this, are you giving us a call to action when we read this book? Yeah, there's a, there's a call to action. I think the first most important thing is for people to realize that this can happen to you. So if it starts to unfold before your eyes, you realize what it is. In my case, I never thought this would happen to me. I was an Eagle Scout who taught Sunday school. I'd never done anything wrong in my entire life. And all of a sudden you see this and you think, this must be so bizarre. How could this possibly happen? By reading the book, you'll realize this does happen. You're not crazy. If it happens to you, you'll know what the starting point is, and that's get the right lawyer and shut up. Don't try to talk to the prosecutors. Then beyond that, at the end of the book, I have some things that I think we could do as a country to try to rein in this prosecutorial environment that we're in, but we're a long way away from that. I think more important for the individuals is to be aware that this occurs, and if it happens to you or your child or your friends, there's some specific things you need to do to protect yourself before you get yourself to be completely destroyed by the federal prosecutors. So you mentioned in the first segment how important it was to have a supportive family, your employees, your board of directors. So let, let's talk about that because that really you know, shows that people believe in you. And one of the most important things you have to have during this entire process is belief and faith in yourself. Well, the first thing you have to do is you have to be innocent. So and the most important thing is to not do anything wrong. Good, clean living is very important for someone who's accused of a crime. Because I'm, I admit there are, there are criminals in business. There are people who have done bad things. They deserve to be punished. They deserve to go to prison. But what I'm talking about right now is people who haven't done anything wrong, and the government, for some apparent, apparent reason, has, has pointed at you as the person they want to throw in prison. At that point, everyone around you has to be on your side, or if they're not, they have to be away from you. Your circle of friends shrinks. I had the Minneapolis paper here, the only paper I've known in my entire adult life. My picture, medical device CEO accused of fraud. Everyone thought that I was guilty because I had been indicted. We're not guilty when we get indicted. We're accused when we get indicted. We're not guilty until it's been proven in a court of law and yet people ignore that all the time. So your circle of friends get smaller, the people who believe in you have to be around you, and you have to ignore all the naysayers to fight through. Because it won't be a short process. It's not over in a year or two. Mine took five years. Sometimes it takes ten years. These are monstrous, long, lengthy battles. And if it happens to you, you got to be able to prepare to get through that. I was fortunate to get through it. I hope other people could get through it, too, because it's a sin what's going on in the Department of Justice. Absolutely. All right. Well, so what are you doing now? You sold the big company, and I know you're based in Minneapolis, Minnesota, so what are you doing now? Well, yeah, so I sold the company because I just didn't want to be that CEO who was so passionate about this one issue but still trying to do all these other medical devices. I would turn myself into a hardened boss. I didn't want to do that. So I sold it, and in Minnesota we have two things. We have medical devices and we have lakes. And so I went from medical devices to lakes where I started a company called Elux Marine where we're developing an electric-powered pontoon boat, uh, kind of a Tesla for the water, if you will. It's a lot of fun. There's only three guys working here, way far removed from medical devices or the glare of federal prosecutors. And our first boat will launch this next summer in Minnesota. So kind of fun thing to do for myself so I don't get just too jaded by what happened to me with the Department of Justice. Well, and you can go sit out on a lake all by yourself, right? <laughs> you and the pelicans out there, yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> right. We don't like so much. Oh, very good. Well, you know, it's uh, thank you for sharing your story. And I'm going to encourage folks uh, to purchase the book, Cardiac Arrest. Imagine you can get it on Amazon. Also, if you want to learn more about Howard Root, my guest, uh, you can just Google him and all kinds of things come up, all kinds of uh, different speeches and stuff that you've shared. It started as a false accusation by an embittered former employee and ended a half decade later in a San Antonio courtroom with two words, not guilty. Beating the 10-count felony criminal prosecution over just one FDA-cleared medical device that made up only 1% of the company's sales and never harmed a single patient took a 121-lawyer team and a $25 million legal bill. Even a single guilty verdict would have put the 500-employee company's continued existence in doubt and sent its CEO, Howard Root, to prison for years. In Cardiac Arrest, Howard tells the true story of out-of-control prosecutors leveraging vague federal regulations to manufacture criminal charges that put his company and his freedom in peril. As I explained in the opening, I too experienced this along with my dad. So our message to you is, understand you're not alone, and we as America should be stepping up and stopping this blatant abuse sometimes perpetuated towards law-abiding citizens in our country. I want to thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified and certainly wishing everybody a peaceful and blessed holiday season.